Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest show you've ever attended. We've got pigs, we've got mystery dogs, we've got ball pits. It's the funniest time. It's the greatest show on earth. It's Cecily G and the Nine Monkeys. Oh, um, see, I told you to, pre- I told you to prepare something. I was not. Who's Cecily G? I was not prepared G? for that. I don't know who's. Um, I, this is Tad Strange. Um, this is apparently a Gravity Falls podcast. Um, we're on episode. Pff, I didn't even look at them. Nine, twelve, thirteen, something like that. I didn't even look at the number. I'm just shooting from the hip because I'm a carnival guy, and that's what I do. Um, but yeah, so this is the Time Traveler's Pig. Oh, the best episode ever. It's a really good episode. I yeah. like it. So, so guys, what do you like about the episode? Oh, oh, oh boy, wait, we can't, <laughs> we can't do last looks, first looks. What? what? I'm confused. Are we giving ratings already? We've been here for thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> this is how we start our podcast. Okay, it's it been it's been like times. a few weeks. Okay, <laughs> so okay, like I think if we remember, sometimes mm-hmm. one or two of us would squeak out not actually giving a rating till the end, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. generally it would be mentioned at the beginning. Oh, that's yeah. right. And then I have to disagree with Joey, or he has to disagree yep. with me, and then I have yep. to convince the other person why this episode's actually not mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, no, I, we never convince people why it's not bad. We convince people why it is bad. That's true. That's We've true. never once. I never made, come to the equation no, of that person's no. mind being changed. No, we never. But I can't. I can't say that it's like not bad because it's amazing. It is a really good one. I wish I did, wish I didn't like it so I could argue with you, but I like it. <laughs> so this is apparently episode number nine. Um, we God, did Irrational Treasure last time, and we're on to Fight Fighters next time. And oh. we're kind of um, Time Traveler's Pig kind of marks the end of what I personally think of as kind of the first uh, leg of Gravity Falls, if that makes sense. It's almost halfway through the first season, um, and it ties together a lot of threads that have been in previous episodes mm-hmm. via time travel you so almost say this is like the end of season one yeah it really feels because like, like it the rest of season one can feel like an entirely another series season yeah you know it I definitely mean? does and it gets into a different it almost feels like a different quality of episode coming up like it's the same show and sometimes it's the same thing but all the episodes that come after this the next one is fight fighters and that's the one that could like if you flip time traveler's pig and fight fighters boom you easily have like first episode second episode but in just a couple yeah. episodes we hit summer ween and that episode mm-hmm. oh my gosh that is probably the darkest episode yeah i, I love that one that's the Can't last wait. one i watched Definitely in the first I, season. I went through the other day and like tried to see where i left off because i knew yep. i left off somewhere right after this yep and summerween was the last new episode i watched mm. as i was trying to like keep up with them as they were coming out mm-hmm. so but after almost this to the point where i don't know what's going on anymore yeah i'm excited after this it gets into much more um relational uh story arcs if that makes sense so things like okay. um the inconveniencing is people just yeah episodic, a lot less what yeah. episodic yes. We start yeah. to actually follow storylines and characters are more than yes. just there. Yes, you get a lot more development. So the next episode, you'll get a Dipper Robbie development, which you do kind of start here, which I love oh, the way right. it starts Ugh. in this episode. It's incredible. Why don't you go jump in the bottomless pit? Maybe I will smirk. Uh, it's, oh, gosh, it's I love that. It's great. We saw him in... Love um, it so much. Uh, what was it? The dance party episode. Double okay, dipper. wait. Before Double we get dipper. This, am I the only person who doesn't hate Robbie? No, 
I don't because, hate him. Um, I like Robbie. Kind of. Because Robbie is kind of like me if I was a douchebag. Because we yeah. both wear tight pants. I Maybe had a bike. He... I think he can sometimes help us to realize we're not terrible people. And there's some good <laughs> things that we do. I like Robbie. I like him because he reminds me that I'm not as bad as he is. I like, oh I like him because, okay, he is what me and my, my like emo music friends make fun of. And I love that mm. he's in a TV show because like he's the guy that we go to shows like, look at that loser. Like that would be mm. Robbie. That's why I like him, because he's someone I can actually bump into in the real world. And I love that he's this dude who's into, like, obscure music and plays guitar and has emotions and lives in this little tiny town where everybody just wants to, like, go hang out at a convenience store. (laughs) That's true. That's true. He's He's, trying to be so... He's totally me growing up. So I was totally like, I love Robbie. He's a teenager out of place. Yeah, I don't know. I I pity him. But he does also show us that not everyone... In like Gravity Falls is happy go lucky or completely like yeah, you know yeah. I mean? that's a, really he's true. A negative influence. Yeah, no, he's a good cool. he's a good counterpoint. But anyway, I agree. I agree. So good episode. How good of an episode for me? I think this is a B plus. I oh think boy. it's a really good episode. I'm I'm putting this at like an A. Okay. Because it has one of my favorite scenes dash character contrasts, which I'm going to talk about like a little bit later. Okay. I'm excited. Episode. I'm I'm going to hop this all the way up to an A plus. Um, from the expectation that Maybe. I see, I don't want to like reserve an A plus as okay. That's the one best episode of this entire show. I feel like I'm going to maybe give six or maybe seven, maybe eight. A pluses by the end really? of the show. So mm-hmm. I think I'll throw this up at an A plus. Um, yeah. It's better than every episode so far that I've watched. Oh my gosh. Wow. I think it's on par with like the other great episodes we've seen so far. Headhunters. Yeah, so Headhunters and Irrational Treasure. Yeah. If I was going to be like, these are my favorites. I want to show someone this show. I would show them those three episodes. I remember mm. when I when I went to get my dad into this show. Mm-hmm. We watched, I think we watched Irrational Treasure, and then we watched this one right after. Mm. <laughs> and the whole reason was because, like, he had no idea what was going on, and he just mm-hmm. wanted to, like, watch it with us. And I was like, nice. yeah, this episode's hilarious. And then he went back, and he mm. watched, like, the entire, like, huh. season up to here, and, and, and he pointed out where he would see, like, the time traveler and little incoherences. Nice. I remember nice. after watching this episode, I went, wait, did you actually see that mm-hmm. stuff? And went back and watched it, and mm-hmm. it, like... Blue mind. It was a Mandela effect. I was every like, what the heck's going on? So, that was so cool. This episode has a time traveler, and Dipper and Mabel just kind of screw up the timeline, and the time traveler has to go back and clean it up. And I love that scene. She's like, dum ta dum hum dum ta tum He doesn't say that. He says something much better, much funnier. But the point is, that's an incredible scene. He's just kind of doing his job. His punishment, he's finding joy in it. He's a Sisyphus. No, he's not Sisyphus. No, he is Sisyphus. There you go. You you well, I mean, he finishes the task. So it's not True. quite Sisyphean. Sisyphean? True. Okay, maybe it's a philosopher then who thought about Sisyphus and was like, you know what? He could beat it by finding joy in his work, even though he hates it. I don't know. Nonetheless, philosophy and stuff, that's not what we do here. We do no. bad jokes and emotions. Um, <laughs> speaking of bad jokes, oh I'm going to... Okay, my goal now is to tear it down from an A+. That's my goal Do right it. Now. Um, can we set up a little framework? Sure. Okay. Um, 
So I, I think this uh, podcast, for those of you who have been uh, listening, we're going to head up the synopsis a little differently. Instead of uh, the whole story at once, we're going to give you kind of parts, and then we're going to talk about those parts. Uh, and maybe at the end, Joe can make a whole huge convincing argument and then make mm. me call it like an F minus all of a sudden. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I we'll actually have to stick hate this to show. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of go over the first third or so of this episode. Uh, so the scene opens at a carnival where we get to see Stan being the cheapskate con man that he is, rigging up the fair at minimal cost and maximal profit to him. Uh, after the intro, we see Dipper and Wendy having a good time together at the fair, and Mabel, of course, gets all fangirly over this, and then we see her get distracted by and eventually win a pet pig, Waddles, mm. who she fawns old over. Old 15 poundy. Old 15 poundy. Wendy walking with... Yeah. Wendy walking with Dipper sees a stuffed creature of indeterminate species that she wants. So Dipper steps up to the fair stand, which is a classic knock over the bottles game, and throws the ball. He misses, and the ball bounces right back into Wendy's eye. Dipper freaks out, runs to get ice, running into a mysterious man, which delays him enough that Robbie comes along with a snow cone to put on Wendy's eye, using the opportunity to ask her out. And she says... Mm, yeah, I guess, which is soul crushing for Dipper. And that's kind of a big part Da-da-da. of the beginning, so setting up one. the crisis. Okay. Honestly, I I think the beginning's super good. Mabel's yeah. super happy about her pig. Dipper's like enjoying himself, and I don't know this. Uh, this feels really good. What does he say? One one of my like favorite things is when they're talking about the safety of um the the carnival and he oh, falls from the oh, sky tram and he goes, I Sky tram's broken. And he goes, also, and so are all my bones. bones. Also most of the bones in my body. <laughs> Stan just goes, This ha, guy This guy. Um <laughs> see that's strike one for me. Oh no. Yeah. I Okay, that that one was because a little. Because it's off. a super irrational joke. Yeah, um, it, I, it brings back almost Gobblewonker level jokes. Yeah. So that actually makes me um, something that I wanted to ask specifically Trevor about is oh, the no. the very first. Oh yeah, <laughs> is the first <laughs> lines of this is Stan being a cheap cheapskate. However. I liked this better than in was it Gobblewonker where it was stands at no no um the Manators where it's like stands mm-hmm. a cheap cheapy cheap and mm-hmm. Dipper's a wimpy wimpy wimp mm-hmm. where it's so that kind of obvious and yeah. this did the stand as a cheap cheapy cheap but mm-hmm. I liked the way it was done mm-hmm. um particularly because the jokes were it was two sayings that Stan flipped upside down yes. Yes. Like immediately next to each other, it was. Let's Behold, see. the cheapest fair money can rent. The cheapest fair money can rent. I spared, I spared no every e- expense. Every expense. That's right. <laughs> see, yes. So, yeah. What do you think about that? Trevor? Comparing that to Dipper versus Manliness. So, if you guys were listening to Dipper versus Manliness, you know I hate it. And if this is your like first time ever listening to this, 
don't bother going back there because I hate it. <laughs> and the reason I hate it is because it has nine minutes of, I'm a cheap old Uncle Grandpa man. <laughs> I'm a wimpy little boy man. For nine minutes straight, there's no reason for that to be there. I'm okay with this because these characters are already established as that. So for two seconds, him going, ah, I got a cheap fare, Benzenga or whatever. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I knew you were going to say that. Like and all it does is it sets mm-hmm. up, it actually sets up by him saying, I've spared every expense, makes me look around in every scene and go, well, what's going to break next? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's true. Um, the, and Instead the of, oh, here I wonder if I think, he'll get ketchup for his kids to eat again. He's, like, <laughs> he's a cheapy cheapskate. Okay, thank you. He's a cheapy, cheapy cheapskate. Oh, Joey froze. Um, oh, no. Oh, no, your mom's watching Monk. Beat mother, up. Yeah, I was about to say that my mom's watching Monk. <laughs> um, I'm a cheapy cheapskate. Wait, no, I'm not. He's a... So, <laughs> so the thing is, Stan is a cheapy cheapskate. No, I wouldn't say that. I'd say he is a con man, and that's uh-huh. the big thing. And this is him conning someone. Yeah. He's conning everyone by having the cheapest uh-huh. fare possible. He does, You don't con your own family who's staying that's with true. you living in the same house. That's yeah. not cool. Like, that's not Stan either. He would yeah. never con the kids, but when yeah. he kind of cons them out of breakfast, that doesn't feel good. But in this, uh, it feels incredible because he's just, he's sparing every expense, which he does, but he wouldn't do that for his family. Okay, cool. I like it. Thank you guys for your input on that section because I, I kind of wanted that comparison um, to happen. Also, we... uh when Dipper says, or when Mabel shows up and is fangirling, and he's like, you were totally right. I just went for it. And she said, uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Mabel says, when are you going to learn Dipper? I'm always right about everything. My gosh. This is the beginning of something. I'll come back to it. But just remember that she said this thing. Yeah. Um, uh, that now, uh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. With, um, with Dipper and uh wendy i really like them hanging out in this episode yeah it feels really good and we even get to see um like dipper um i don't know making jokes about uh like her boss slash their boss and being like my uncle taught me the secret to these games yes you aim for the carney's head and take the prize while he's unconscious and like she laughs at it and like Real Dipper is charming. Not mm-hmm. even charming. He's just fun and yeah. a cool guy. I concur. I, I like it because it's a lot more natural than the dance party episode. I agree. The dance party episode forces interaction between the two, mm-hmm. but this brings it into like a natural light. So, yeah. That's why, that's why I, I like it. They feel like actual characters interacting. Yeah. But we also do get to see kind of um, in this episode, Wendy's like Wendy is has been described as like everyone in the in the writing room just came together and tried to think of the coolest person they possibly could. And that became Wendy. But we get to see her that she is overly chill about a lot of things and doesn't take things seriously enough. Yeah. Like she just kind of goes with the flow in a not good way. 
We've um, already seen that, though. We yeah. know for a fact she just doesn't go to work. She goes on the roof with the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Pine cones. Or so, pine cones, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's still a cool character, and I still really like Wendy as a character. But we get to see her kind of weakness here, or I guess her character flaw um, in this, which is an interesting thing. And I'm kind of jumping yeah. ahead, so sorry about that. But Oh, no. I mean, I got mm. a few other things. I mean, do you... So I can jump into a few other things about this this kind of beginning that I enjoyed. Sure. Okay, so we mentioned um, Dipper telling Robbie to go jump in the bottomless pit. Maybe mm. I will. So here's the thing. If this was a Stranger Things episode and that was the dialogue, he Dipper would be telling him to, to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what... Because, okay, so every, like... Afterlife, the bad part in mythology is this emptiness huh. that is all consuming, like a bottomless pit. Huh. So he basically just told Robbie to go to hell. Like, it's. Huh. Oh, it's a little dark. Huh. But I, I just thought of, like, you know, transport this into a Isn't more adult there show. A bottomless and that would be the pit in an episode. There is an actual bottomless pit. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to that. It's in just yes. a couple episodes. Yes, but. yes. I, I also huh. really like how. <laughs> like childish dipper is with his insults towards robbie and then robbie mm-hmm. just like doesn't get it and is as mm-hmm. childish even though he tries to be this mature mm-hmm. like emotionally secure adult mm-hmm. it's great so i like that like dipper's quips are quips you expect from a 12 year old but then robbie's just like nah <laughs> and you're like are you like 17 oh, like man. what's wrong with you wait um so the other kind of uh a little bit dark humor not Maybe it is as dark. Depends how much you like animals. Is when Mabel wins uh, old 15 poundy and names him Waddles. Mm-hmm. And the farmer who's at the stand, <laughs> at the guest, the pig's weight stand, uh, reaches out and says, you'll need some you'll of these. And it's a fork and a knife. And Mabel <laughs> glares at him and he's like, well, suit oh. yourself. <laughs> oh, boy. That's yeah. a solid one. And we get to see, um, uh, like, we need to keep Wendy away from Robbie. Um, mm-hmm. He's such a jerk. Yeah, but he's a jerk with tight pants and a guitar. <laughs> Same. That I think you quoted that in an early, I understand in like that. first episode of Tad Strange, and just wanted that was the quote. He's just a, he's a jerk right. in tight right. pants and a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, we basically hit all of my points in this first section. What about you guys? Yeah, I think that really goes goes over really well with um. Like that's that's how I feel about the beginning. The beginning's a pretty good beginning once you get past the little awkward this is the intro to the episode thing. This is another Really ep- just dipper falling out of a sky tram. Yeah. Every other yeah, part yeah, of the yeah, intro I, is I don't like that scene. I like the joke they make, and I get it, it's a cartoon, but I think it's just a stupid scene. Yes. This is also one of the only other times we see the episode start where it's going to take place the entire time. Oh. The only other time we see this is with the dance party. Every other one is a like two minute cutaway at the beginning, and they launch into wherever they're going next. Mm. So this is one of those really rare occasions where the episode yeah. starts and finishes in the same exact place, which I think True. is really cool. And I think that's actually really cool. They're time traveling and going literally all over the place, but the episode starts and finishes with them standing in the same exact place. Mm. So I thought it was a cool little. Thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely. 
Anyways, next. I like, yeah. Oh, never mind. I like, nope, oh, next oh, section. No. Oh, I was, no, was going to jump okay, into the next cool. section. So now Robbie has asked Wendy out and <gasps> going out and, dun, dun, dun. you know, Dipper, it's like, everything is different now. Mm. Um, <laughs> so he is wallowing in sorrow. Um, and as dusk approaches, he's laying out and just absolutely in terrible spirits um music and he yeah oh um but so he sees the mysterious man that he ran into when he was trying to bring the ice to wendy and accuses him and ends up finding out that this mysterious man is in fact blinden blandon a okay hold yourself together a time traveler from the year 2012 yep yep so dipper ends up through a few tricks, stealing his time machine, which is actually a tape measure, but instead of distance on it, it has time, three three hours, 12 days, 40,000 years, etc. And attempts over and over again to go back to the beginning of the day and get it right where he knocks down the bottle, he wins the thing for Wendy, everything goes fine, um, but keeps getting it wrong over and over and over again. Eventually realizing that he needs Mabel's help for just one part in order for the ball to knock down the bottles, Wendy to get her stuffed creature of indeterminate species, and Robbie to go sulking away in defeat. So that is accomplished. But unfortunately, as Mabel was helping Dipper keep Robbie away from Wendy, Pacifica Northwest wins Waddles and is taking waddles away screeching in protest yep pacifica is screeching because she is so heartbroken that <laughs> no waddles waddles is the one screeching she actually hates pigs oh, but for some God. reason is compelled by the universe to go win this pig mm. <laughs> oh my i like that that just cements her more as an evil person <laughs> yeah Animals so i mean don't like her here's I guess we can start on that. Here's Pacifica. Is this a good example so far of, of who Pacifica is? Yes, but why does she want that pig? Other than plot device. No, literally, <laughs> I think I, I can literally see like the storyboarding of this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, so he has to get Mabel's help, right? And then like somebody else gets the pig. And somebody in the back is like, <laughs> Mega Pacifica. <laughs> He's evil. And everyone's like, yeah, these make it Pacifica because who cares? She's not even in this episode. Like, she's only yeah. here literally to, like, yeah, to mess up day. Mabel's day. Yeah. Which so. I'm I'm fine with, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't know if it keeps it an A+. Plus. Yeah, hmm. it's, it, it like, it could have been anybody. Hmm. I like that they use Pacifica. Yeah, me too. Because then we don't introduce a new character or yep. some random. If it was any side character, Mabel could have yep. talked them out of it. But yep, it's Pacifica. Yep. So, so it fits perfectly, I, but there's no plot. I didn't check. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, closely enough, I'm wondering if Pacifica was also shown holding the fork and knife. I don't know. I don't you know. You are yeah, loyal readers, listeners, question. readers. Yeah, wow. you are readers. As you read <laughs> You're this reading audio this device. podcast, man, if you want to check that out and leave us a comment, if um, Pacifica has the fork and knife, then I think that becomes legitimate. Like, oh, I'm a rich Girl, I'm going to have a pig roast. I'm going to eat this pig. Yeah, I mean, whatever. 
I need exactly 15 pounds. I guess, of but there's, oh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but that, that'll be my defense. I'm sticking with it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Um, real quick. One of my favorite, I think maybe my favorite part of this entire, and there's a lot of good parts in this. I think my favorite part is the interrogation scene with Dibber and Mabel and Blend and Blend. Oh my gosh. It starts off, I really wish I'd written down the full text of it, but it starts off with like, um, hey you, you ruined my life. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, it progresses to somehow like, are you some sort of time traveler? Or, and, uh. No, not even so that. Like, he he no, tries no. to disguise himself, right? Yes. And he's like, is that some sort of like future tech? And yeah. And why are you bald? What's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> so. Later on, it's really, it's really, I like this a lot. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but nonetheless, later on, his hair loss is because of time traveling so much because it just burned off the top of his hair. Like he, he lit up in flames after he time traveled back that one time. Oh, his hair is gone because of that. So the fact that she is actually saying, and yeah, you're bald. What's up with (laughs) that? Oh, that's funny. What is directly tied into that? So what did go. um, what did what did Seuss say at the beginning of this episode oh my about? God. I I missed it before, mm. but now that you said this guy because you know how he just gives away the plot of the episode. Yes, he says yes, it. There you go. He says some magical whatchamajigger or yeah, mystical being with something. a screwdriver. No, that was later on. Yeah, no, no, and twice. Then he, Twi- he's, and then he, he's he sitting there with twice. the screwdriver fixing his watch. Yeah, well, no, no. He gives away two things. First of all, he says, "Well, um, what's the scene?" It's like uh, you you've rigged this thing all the way from here to Timbuktu. Uh, there's nothing that could break this thing. And he's like, "Yeah, except for some sort of future whatchamacallit. futuristic arm cannon." Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the other one. Laser arm cannon. Um, and, and then like, Stan says, "Where's, oh, where's my? Yep, can't find my screwdriver or something, something." And so Maybe some sort of supernatural, what's it, uh, stole it. It's like, you've been hanging out with those kids too much. Cut to Blend and Blend and yeah. hiding behind the thing. And cut with to... With the screwdriver. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Try and cut the, the credits. It's over. Just call it there. That's, that's the it. That's it. Real quick, why does Blendon's outfit not cover his head? <laughs> it camouflages why? everything. Why should it? Except for his head, because camouflage doesn't work if you're a floating head. Maybe it does. Maybe it, he just doesn't have the hood up. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. No. I don't know, man. Also, also okay. We, also, we don't really know how the camouflage works because it's malfunctioning. No, That's but he got true. it to work. Why? Kind of. Got, it like okay. switches to okay. like colored TV Fair at enough. one point, so it's like. Fair enough. Why is one of those scenes a distant landscape scene? Like, that's not helpful if you're camouflaging yourself to be a distant landscape. Because if anyone moves, you're seen because it's completely off perspective-wise. Like, you can't be something distant as, as camouflage when you're close to somebody. Yes, you can. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, goodness. Another oh, one is Dinosaurs Encased in Amber, which um may or may not be a future episode. Oh, um, one of the pictures was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Gravity oh. Falls is crossed over at Jurassic Park. Wait, is yeah. it amber or peanut brittle? It. It's amber. <laughs> amber is the color of my energy. Maybe it's, so. maybe it's peanut brittle. That's a you deep cut for know. the 311 maybe fans out there. Is. So, interrogation <laughs> and memory wipe. Just yes, memory this wipe. is baby wipe. Um, then Dipper says something else and he just shouts, You shut your time mouth! <laughs> 
He has some it's of the greatest phenomenal. lines I've heard so far. He does. And he's just he's just like making fun of time travely things because yeah. every single like I'm from the year twenty seventy twelve. Memory wipe? You shut your time mouth? He talks about time everything. All the I'm oh my gosh. It's so great. And just for you can't really get out on the podcast, but if if you watch it, it the number in the year and the ID that he throws is two zero. Seven with the Enye symbol above it. <laughs> zero one two. That that's how you spell it. The seven has an Enye for this seventy. Yeah, it's fourteen teen. It's phenomenal. Fourteen teen. So in here, also another thing I love in this whole um, it's basically a montage. Is it a montage? Is it an official montage? Do they like put music to it? They don't really, but they cut a whole bunch and it's yeah, really good. It's a montage because th- throughout not all of it, dialogue. Throughout all of it, you get to see Mabel playing with her pig. Yeah. Yes. And it's incredible. You and get then to at see the her end, reenacting yep. the best like two hours yep. of her life constantly. Yep. And <laughs> at the end, you see Dipper all dejected down in the bottom and down in the bottom. He's like sitting at a uh, a picnic table, and then she's just like right next to him, just sitting like cross-legged the pig sitting in front of her grabbing the two front hands and just going whoop, knock, 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 burp, burp. yeah <laughs> just moving the hands up and, down I, and making noises you don't understand how much i love waddles it's waddles amazing. is my favorite character in it's the entire great. show it's pretty great it's incredible just look at that little happy face on the screen oh my gosh casters <laughs> you don't get to look at screens. You don't get to see happy face waddles. No happy faces so for you. Yeah, but I that's, love him. He's like my favorite side character. Yeah, it's a really good, really good montage there. And again, great episode, great montage. This isn't as direct. It's a it's a low key montage. But oh, it is a montage. also, what's his name? Is in this episode free pizza guy, but he's not wearing yes. the free shirt. It's he's not wearing the free, mm-hmm. and he's not wearing the free pizza shirt. Mm-hmm. I, I've given up hope. Wow! I think he changed back into it halfway through the episodes. Actually, uh, no, I don't, negative. No, that's Listen, a negative. Really? If I ever saw him not I took wearing note of this. it once, yeah, I would. I'm done. Really? I, I cannot support him. Anymore. I feel like he was in a different shirt at the end. He was wearing like a yellow shirt or something like that. Just like he was wearing a gray shirt at green. the beginning. Green, greenish gray. Yep. Mm. So all um, I know is he doesn't have his free pizza shirt on there's if no we, free pizza if we hop to the end of the um montage can we notice how dipper is actually a genius past any level that anyone's ever achieved i can't even do normal math yeah listen so he must have used like you know theory of relativity and multiple other space gravity time theorems all to figure out these different ways that everything interacts with everything else in every single time that he's tried to figure out the one way which if you've watched avengers 3 it'll have a similarity to figure out the one way that he can get this thing to succeed so he's all all with a bit of purple marker on the side of a popcorn machine yeah that was his something (laughs) that i found interesting he says to Mabel, because she, she has this throwaway line where it's like, oh, that's heartbreak. You only got one shot. And he says, maybe yeah. I don't. And then he does like, he goes back in time and he's like, I'm going to go fix it. And she's like, can I come back? I want to experience my first mm-hmm. day with my best friend over and over and over. If he had left Mabel and not brought him, her with him, um, mm. only used her there, she would have never experienced the day with Waddles. Mm. And she would have never have like 
gotten sad. Dang. It would have been the perfect day for him. Because she would have never had Waddles to like begin with. Which I was Dang. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Just oh, by being nice no. to his sister, he ruined his own chances. So if he had just gone back and then said, hey, Mabel, can you go up there had... and hold that mm-hmm. um, gutter up? She, yep. would, she would have done it. She wouldn't have even known about Waddles. Oh, my gosh. Because she would have been my like heart. every other person in this episode who Man. doesn't notice when time changes. Man. Wow. Which brings real quick the time changing that everything. Only the person changing the time stream mm. notices the changes. Yeah, I noticed that. That's that's a yeah. way we could talk about it for hours, but that's a way that you can kind of differentiate how this show goes about the idea of time travel. Because uh-huh. you have different shows go about it different ways where some people remember or there's alternate pasts or blah, blah, blah. But in this way, it's mostly simple in that only the people who time travel remember what could have happened. Except the time police. I yes. think because in the future, when they've reached Smeavendi time, yeah. they have like kind of just... Um, transcended normal space-time advancement um and with the thawing of the time baby which we do get to see in this episode i think he has brought about a new era in a new space time. i think it's kind of like um if you've ever read this is like a weird cut but like days of future past x-men um because the whole thing's about sending like uh bishop back in time Mm -hmm. to save uh stuff like the the humans from destroying the mutants Uh and when he does that it changes the entire timeline and he comes back Mm -hmm. and the war is still going on but wolverine is dead and cable's Mm -hmm. like you fixed it but we got bigger problems meaning that (laughs) cable knew the timeline had changed Mm -hmm. so i think like i think the general idea is that in the future there are there are people who can exist outside of the timeline and see the Mm -hmm. changes in it I think that's what, like, the time police are. I, I think the time police mm-hmm. essentially exist outside of time. That's heresy. But that's for questionable <laughs> things and not oh for... Oh, my gosh. But, but they exist outside of, like, the timeline. And they can see where it changes and where it cuts. Because they're also like, well, people are doing this here and doing that there and doing this here. Meaning that they saw the changes in the timeline, the irregularities, like, where they shouldn't be. Yep. Ir- irregular. The regulators. I can't say that word right now. I also couldn't say iced coffee today. What? Which is really difficult when you walk in a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I kept saying iced uncoffee. And I meant <laughs> what is that unsweetened mean? iced coffee. And I kept saying oh. iced uncoffee. And I just stare at the person like, I don't know what to do. And like hand them their cup and run. Oh my gosh. But you have nowhere to run because you're behind the counter. <laughs> a little counter that I just dolphin dive behind. Like, <laughs> Climb into the fridge and cry. <laughs> clatter, clatter. Wow. Oh boy. Oh. Wow. Um. Let me see. So, real quick, is this really the only timeline where we I don't mean, know? But Dipper thinks so. If Dipper is such a super genius, does he seriously <laughs> think that throwing oh, the ball around up. the entire park? Hold up. Let yeah. me give you yeah. the ability to time travel, and five minutes later, you figure out like. How time travel works. Go ahead, Joey. Oh my no, 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 I'm not saying he's not a genius, but I'm saying if he is a genius, how would he ever think that throwing the ball across the entire world, the entire world in this <laughs> episode, the fair, the fair. he just throws it. The around entire the fair. world is what he throws the ball around. It's, not, and it's roughly not even a mile, it. so I don't know what you're screaming about. World over there. Listen, I don't okay. understand it. Why doesn't he just throw the ball at the carney's head and take the gift <laughs> when he's unconscious? <laughs> That's the solution. I feel like 
I feel like he That's tried the solution. That. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think... I don't know. There's only one timeline. But... I don't know. I think that's another the whole, like just the whole point, and it's it. You can say it's a plot hole, but the whole point is that he needed Mabel involved, which is honestly not true. Yeah, but the whole point. The whole no, point I is only one it. of them gets what they want from this. I understand, I understand it, it, but it's, well, it's another thing of suspension of disbelief. Does Pacific? Why would Pacifica buy the pig? I don't know because plot device. Why is this the only timeline this can exist? I don't know because plot device. I think. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna deep cut here real quick. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't think it's plot device. I think it's character development. For, we for... see Dipper at the dance episode. All he wants yeah. is to dance with. Yeah. Um, Wendy. Wendy. He becomes so manic about it, and needs to be so in charge of it that he clones himself like 14 times to have the perfect plan to do it. Yep, yep. And then when he finally figures out what he like did wrong, he he sees that like he never could dance with Wendy because the the thing that matters more to him is being in control than being with mm. Wendy. Mm. Now the same thing is happening here, and he's taken himself and said, "My sister's needs don't matter. Not even Wendy matters right now. What matters is that I can do this." Mm. So it's not mm. the thing is technically he still has time travel after after the whole incident happens. He can keep trying, but he stops. And the reason he stops is because I think he mm. sees himself becoming that, like, mad scientist again, where he knows he can do it if he tries hard enough. If he goes enough times back, if he does enough of formulas, if he gets enough help, he can do it. But it's not the way it should be. And the way it should be is him not being with Wendy and Mabel getting the pig. Because that's the way the timeline originally wanted it. Have you gotten that's to the feels part my yet? Emotional or, deep cut. That's, that's not even I'm, your emotional. emotional? Come yeah. on, dude. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I just oh, that. that's, that's good. good. So it's so character development, but still, yeah, it's still. Yeah. Yes, yeah, no, I understand, and it's beautiful, and I love this episode, and this is an incredible episode. For me, an A plus episode is a perfect episode, almost perfect, nearly perfect, maybe with a couple flaws, and that's it. But I see too many holes in this episode for it to be an A plus. What do you expect, though? It's time travel. <laughs> no, no, no. The whole thing is I get it. No, 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 no. I understand, I understand why, and I understand like how it's used in a good way, and I think it's used like the flaws are used well, but they're flaws nonetheless. Hmm. So that's just hmm. where I'm coming from, and yeah. we're we're almost getting to the final one, but I think you have part three of the synopsis. Yeah, to get boy, to part first. three synopsis. Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. So let's get there. So, um. Pacifica Northwest has just <laughs> she was just screeching and taking away Waddles. That's not what happened. She was taking away Waddles screeching. <laughs> no, she was screeching and Waddles was like, where and are Wendy, we going? And she was so, like, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy saw that and was like, oh, this is really bad. Wendy, no. Mabel Wendy saw this. this. Freaks out. Get fired. I'm sorry. I'm close. I'm close. We're almost there. Believe. The more holes I believe. see, the less I like you. Um, so Mabel sees this freaks out tries to uh grabs the tape measure um says oh we got to fix this dipper grabs it back they get into a tussle the tape measure hooks on the tunnel of love ride which means it pulls mm -hmm. it super 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 far and brings it back mm -hmm. and teleports them right about into the 1830s mm -hmm. and then all throughout the both far and recent past in a wonderful second montage scene, I suppose. They eventually return to the present where Robbie and Wendy are not going out 
but Pacifica still has Waddles. Dipper tells Mabel that she'll get over it and tries to prove it by going forward in time as Mabel is standing, hitting her head against a totem pole in the middle of the fair, saying, Waddles! Waddles! She, of course, does not get over it even after a week's time. Even after a month's time, she is still out there hitting her head against the totem pole. So Dipper goes back, sets everything as it was at first, earning a huge hug from Mabel. The time police, officers Lolf and Dundgren, then come to arrest Blinden Blandon, blaming him for all the anomalies created by the Mystery Twins as they time-traveled throughout history. There's one or two more jokes, and that is the end of the episode. Okay, before we talk about anything else, I gotta, I gotta say it. I gotta do it, do it. Yeah. Alright, so there's a line a lot earlier in the episode, I already mentioned it. Uh, Mabel says, that's heartbreak, you only get one shot. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dipper is in love with Wendy. I think he's infatuated with her, and it's the same thing as him taking on anything else. It is him trying to prove he can do it. Oh. And I say that because when Wendy's ripped away from Dipper by Robbie, <coughs> Dipper just goes, I can fix this, and immediately tries to fix the timeline, tries to fix his own present, his his own situation. When Waddles is ripped away from Mabel, we actually see what heartbreak is. Because Mabel is unable to move away from the totem pole because she loved Waddle so much. And she only spent mm. two hours with him. I mean, she spent two hours a lot over and over and over. But Dipper has spent the entire like summer so far with Wendy. And it, it's How's showing he... the... Well, yeah, because since, since they've keep, been keep in going, Gravity Falls. Yeah. The whole point is... I think the big contrast of this episode, like the big, the big emotional pull of this episode is it's showing what heartbreak actually is and how people deal with it. Cause you're either going to try to fix it, which is what Dipper does, or you're going to get consumed by it. And I think being consumed by it is what actual heartbreak is. Like she's actually heartbroken mm. by it. At least that's my view on it. I just know that scene when he's like, it'll get better in a day. And he fast forwards one day and nothing happens. Uh, maybe a few days. A few days nothing happens. A week. A, a month? And she's still just there. Is like the the saddest scene in like all of Gravity Falls so far for me. Counterpoint. Mabel's a jerk who goes back on her word. At the I'm beginning, sorry. when... Um, when Dipper does the line, yeah, but he's a jerk with an acoustic guitar and tight pants. Mabel mm. says to Dipper, I'll be with you every step of the way, you know, whatever you want, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my gosh. And says, a I'll pig. stick with you. And then says, oh my gosh, a pig. And runs off, completely sure. abandoning Dipper. And then once uh, the timeline is quote unquote fixed for Dipper, where Wendy is with him and not with Robbie, um, she says after uh, after Dipper thanks her, she says, anytime, Rosif, and then sees that Waddles now belongs to Pacifica mm. and completely freaks out. Mm. Now, you can... It depends on how much you value Twoav or how much you value sticking with your word. It's... Honestly, it's a little difficult and we see a little bit more of the idea of Mabel's really selfish and Dipper always sacrifices for her no matter what. Yes. That is strike 325. 
<laughs> it starts oh at the number three, and then you add 200, 300, 322 <laughs> more. It's just the same thing, 323 times. That's my... Every single time that they that Dipper has to make a decision, or people have to make a decision, Mabel could make a decision between herself or her brother. Every single time Dipper sacrifices. Every single time. This episode, Mabel says, when are you going to learn, Dipper? I'm always right about everything. Nope, I do everything right all the time. And then guilt trips him into giving up this this thing that he's worked so hard for. And sure, he's probably obsessed with it too much. But at the same time, and Mabel has gotten to legitimately hang out with Waddles in this one day more than Dipper has legitimately gotten to hang out with Wendy for the entire mm. summer so far. Speculate. All this, all this time. No, no, no. He hasn't reached this, this just going for it until that one conversation next to the bathroom. That was uh-huh, good. Uh-huh. And then in the, at the beginning of this episode, Dipper says... Mabel, you were right. I'm glad I finally listened to you. I just went for it, and she agreed to come to the fair with me. And so he has gotten to hang out for this day, and this day alone. And the fair has just opened, and now he has had that ripped away from him. I don't know. It doesn't even seem like infatuation, to be perfectly honest. At the beginning of this episode, when the two of them are hanging out, it seems just like really good friends. Yeah. And it's amazing. I don't think he's actually in love with Wendy. Yeah. 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 I, I I think you're probably correct. But the thing is, mostly because he's 12. (laughs) That's fair. But like they had something really cool. And then for the rest of the summer, she's like whether or not he was legitimately romantically interested in her um, in like a way that would have actually done anything. Most of her time is going to be spent with her boyfriend now. Like, Mm. I don't know. But again, just like, when are you going to learn, Dipper? I'm always right about everything. Nope, I do everything right all the time. She's a spoiled brat who always gets what she she wants. I think we've talked about this in a past episode. But you can see back back before the summer, like throughout their entire lives, Mabel has just gotten to complain or cry or do a stupid kid voice and get whatever she wants. And it's bad. It's bad. And it works. I understand. Okay, Waddles is incredible, and the relationship that Mabel has with Waddles is special. Hashtag pig, pig life for life. I don't know. Um, that's a hashtag. <laughs> life for life. Hashtag One pig, pig life for, for life. human. I don't know. But oh gosh, she gets what she wants because she complains. And real quick, real quick, we don't see uh-huh. Mabel the entire time. The only time we see her is when she's there a day later. And then a week later, and Dipper announces how how later he's going to be there. So, here's my personal theory. Mabel whacks her head. Then Dipper time travels. She goes back home, sleeps there, and then it comes back the next day. Starts whacking her head again. Goes back. Like, a month later, comes back, ties herself up with wheat. I don't think this actually happened. No, I think she was I, actually no, there. No, yeah, doesn't happen. Thing. No, no, I know, but in my head canon. In my head, <laughs> head canon, canon. So she's completely doing You're back. wrong, canon. Oh, no. But, I mean, it's not too far off from yeah. the way Mabel acts. So, so Joe. It stinks, yeah. Joe, I, I don't want to lose we understand. voice. This is my voice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Give me what so I want. I think okay. I land more with Joseph where we really see Mabel being 
a selfish jerk and it doesn't look like it but looks are deceitful as we have learned learned. with what's his face creepy baby man ew oh gideon oh gideon oh nobody likes him oh but you see mabel being mabel because that's what she is in hasman the entire time and but, she's but, fun, fun, and she's lovable, and ever, she is like, loving. I don't have a problem with her being and she's a, a I'm a selfish, selfish, like, jerk, because she is, because she's Mabel. As yeah. much as Dipper is a control freak, but, as much as okay. Uncle Stan that's, is, like, a cheapskate. Or Connors, I should say. That's, that's fair. what they are. But we, we it's, it's different, 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 though, because, because again, again, what you what didn't you like seeing was the con artist being used on the family. We don't, we don't see, see Dipper, Dipper being obsessed, being obsessed about, about um okay, okay never mind he gets obsessed in the first episode <laughs> and tourist trapped about his family and tries to intervene in their life in that one episode and then he seems to learn and he seems to grow and like you said coming from Double Dipper to this episode it seems like he's grown and he's learned a lot and he you're right he cuts himself off and isn't as obsessive in this episode you we see character growth in Dipper we never see character growth in Mabel I know you haven't watched the entire oh, series, and I am sorry. We never see any character growth in Mabel. She continues to be a selfish jerk throughout the entire series. She becomes a slightly nicer selfish jerk, but she continues to get whatever she wants throughout the entire rest of the series. And it stinks. I'm sorry. Hmm. It's still worth watching. Yeah. It's still one of the best animated series <laughs> I mean, in it is. history. I don't know. I, I'm completely okay with it. And I like it. Like I think it's I think it's great the way they put it, because if this was me and my sister, I would side with how Dipper ended the episode, mm-hmm. because I would rather see the other person not be heartbroken, yes, than not be heartbroken myself, and that's that's the point. Also, I don't think we need to see Mabel character progression because she's a side character. The show's she... honestly a, this show is honestly about yes. Dipper. Yes. Dipper's the one with the journal. Dipper's the main focus of almost all the episodes. Only the side episodes like take focus to Dip, uh, to Mabel. And when they do, there's a side arc with Dipper. Like Dipper is the main focus of the show. That's fair. Hmm. I, so and I yeah, you speak. I, I spoke. I, I like this, but I don't like fighting. Can we can we talk no, about the montage no. time travel? <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> no, I, I think we have we have done really a good job of of seeing both ends of this yeah um because it is a serious issue but an issue that we will definitely get to return to in future episodes and i'm excited for that Um, definitely definitely. so getting to the time travel montage when they accidentally Mm. try time travel throughout history etc etc um the the beginning oh gosh the beginning is so cool (laughs) and also weird um they end up in the 1830s and fall off a cliff into a covered wagon on holy is cow. That they start? The, the, no. Yeah, that's how it starts. They start and it's buffalo. Well, yeah, the buffalo. Nope, nope, nope. They start, they? they start with a buffalo stampede, yep. and that's why they run off the cliff and drop down onto oh. the correct. So it's a covered wagon. It. it starts off with when are we? <laughs> the real question is when are we? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, did oh. you do that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I said that. I said, okay. And then Buffalo Stampede. Yeah. So they end up in the covered wagon, and the guy who's driving it turns around and says, Bye, Tremblay. Looks like you've born two more children for Tillicious. <laughs> like his wife or whatever. Um, yes, I have. <laughs> more, it appears I more have. hands for the, for the something. For I don't the tallow. Know. For the more tallow. little hands to render the tallow. Oh, my gosh. Tallow. So can we know? His expression yep. there. 
of the guy who turns around and says, by Tremblay, as in in Quentin Tremblay, the third Esquire, seventh, Mm -hmm. eighth and a half president of the United States. I think eighth and a half. Yeah. Eighth and a half. Oh, man. It's it's gold. It's pretty gold. Oh, um, okay. You know what? No, we'll save it for jokes because I was going to jump somewhere else, but we'll save it for jokes. Anything else you guys liked about the um, well, it's a montage, first of all, which is cool. I mean, it's montage. It's good. You can't have a time travel like episode without a time travel montage. I get it. <laughs> um, That's true. That's true. But yeah, it's a montage. Like I, I don't, yeah. I, I, don't like, I don't like that there's two in this one episode because it makes one of them gonna feel like filler. Yeah, one, one of them seems them inferior. Are, it's just like you have the one of him trying to win her over, and you have this one. Mm-hmm. So like. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I feel like it works, though. They're spread out enough. Yeah, no. But... I mean, it's fine. It's just like, okay, cool. We just had a montage and five minutes yeah. to another one. Okay. I guess that's true. Yeah. The first one was a low-key montage. This is, and again, this isn't, this is a low-key montage because they're not talking in the other one, but it's much slower. Or they're not talking as much, but it's much slower. But there is background noise. So it's not true montage. In this mm. one, they're moving a little bit faster sometimes, but they're, it's all following them throughout one yeah. thing. It's not jumping in time at all, so it's not really a montage either. <laughs> so it's two semi-montages, and for me it works, but I can see what you mean by just going from one to the next. But I do love um, the, the uh, this future is neat. Oh my god! To see <laughs> time the baby, baby, I love time. Who baby. was mentioned in Irrational Treasures, um, like secret top secret file that there is a a time uh, that's time right. baby frozen <clears throat> in the Antarctic glaciers. I think maybe Arctic glaciers. A good thing glaciers never melt. The glaciers melted, and time <laughs> baby is loose, and he apparently goes on a rampage in that future. Now the question is. Does he go on the rampage before he becomes head of the time police or after? That's a good question. Because the time police are fighting. Isn't time relative? They are. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it, it, it is, but we know there's like a set timeline because they're jumping yeah, we'll, it. We'll get to see more of Time Baby later. Don't worry yeah, about that. But, but I think my what question happens is, the, the time police are fighting Time Baby in the montage, but then at like mm-hmm. the aftercut, they're like talking to him. So yes. did he like conquer the time police? Yes. Or is he just on a rampage against the time But Like which one is it? Maybe he no, throws he's, tantrums. He's definitely conquered. He's <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he just got really we'll angry. Also, he definitely he does throw tantrums. I yeah. feel like that montage, like that that scene in the montage, is totally stolen from a Futurama episode where they're mm-hmm. traveling through the future, trying to get back to their time, and they go to a future that's oh. run by robots, and it looks exactly hmm. like it. And they don't nice. stay because Bender's like, why didn't we stay there? There's a great mountain of skulls and a lake of blood. Uh, and it was perfect. And they're like, no, it wasn't. But it's it's like, this, it's like, it looks so similar to it. If I saw like a side-by-side of them, I'd be like, oh, this is like the same thing. Mm. It's also a, um, it's just a common like time travel trope. I think. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of a the cut time to Terminator. Machine, they kind of did it. What did they cut to in the future? Yeah. I, Jules I Verne's past really well. What did they cut to in the future? In Jules, Jules Verne's time machine? machine? Yeah. In the future, it was like uh, one uh, almost perfect society, but on the fringes were these like primates. Oh, so it became a very much right. old fun um, fun right. fact. That's idea. another part of the Futurama one. They go to a very similar place, and they're, <laughs> oh, looking, for, they're looking for a reverse time machine. They're like. Oh, as long as the Morkles don't get us, we'll have it in a hundred years. Hmm. See you then. And they go to the future, and the Morkles just have everything dead. And they're like, oh, Morkles got them. They just keep going. 
Oh, oh, it's another because that whole episode's like a trope to the time machine, but it, it's also very similar to um, all the cuts in the Terminator movies to what the future mm-hmm. looks like. It's a dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. I just whenever I see that scene, I think of Futurama because Futurama. Is FYI, the um, the cipher at the end is this is not Jules Verne's approved. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Nice, nah. nice. Oh man. Um, yeah, I think guys, we mostly wrap up the episode. Hit? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, Can one we, more uh, thing. There's oh. some really cool, um, just just kind of, um, oh, what are they called? Where you say the same thing but it means two different things. There's a phrase for that. Double entendres. Uh, there you go. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah so, but I think that's for individual. It's close. Enough. Nonetheless, um, we've got everything oh, is yes. different now. Yeah, I love that. When um, Mabel gets a pig, and then when Dipper loses Wendy. Everything is different now. Everything is different now. Um, we've got, um, you lost me. I know. That got me. Oh, my gosh. When when he comes back and yes. like, has, gets goes and takes the throw that he knows is going to lose him, Wendy, but yeah. is going to allow Mabel to get her pig. Yeah. She like says, uh, he's like, uh, don't Some, uh, yeah. don't judge people. Some Also, tight pants are overrated. Dude, you lost me. I know. <laughs> One ball, you only get one chance. He throws it, boom. That got me really good. Ow, my brain hurts. This is one of my favorite ones because um, Dipper is explaining time travel to Mabel. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, Mabel is eating a freezy pop. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then she says, Ow, my brain hurts, which could be from either one. Could be from it's Schrodinger's My Brain Hurts. Either it's <laughs> Mabel's freezy pop or the fact, I'm pretty sure it's the freezy pop, but just the. Two two word uses, and then this is the best present ever. Yes, like we're Wendy back in the present, says it, but which yeah. present? This is the best present ever, and Wendy says what? it, looking at the whatever the whatever stuffed creature of indeterminate species. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. And that got <laughs> me. Um, but that was I just really liked. I liked the word plays, and there were a bunch of the same type of word plays throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and then that's another true. one that's true. that I mentioned is they both used the term like heartbreak over and over mm, even though they mm-hmm. both mean it in different ways which is cool mm-hmm. yeah Good so is it time to move on to favorite jokes do we want jokes, to see jokes, if i broke jokes. matt's heart oh oh um only after favorite jokes okay yeah. okay i'll go first <laughs> my favorite joke is um <laughs> the running joke with the 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 Pig warlock, whatever that guy is, the guy who has yes, who's running that's the big a good pig. one. Yeah, because yes, oh I gosh. am a witch. Well, yeah. yes, time to no, round up a mob. And then he like has then a you mob. See him later, and he's like, what the heck? Burn the witch. Like no so matter this how many occurs. times I watch this episode, I always chuckle at that one scene. Yeah. Like old fifteen pound, he also always gets me. Mm. He's like, are you <laughs> some kind of witch? Uh, oh, so good. That's a good one. That's a good it's one. Such a good joke. Did Joseph? Okay, mine is memory wipe. <laughs> it just breaks me every single time. It's just the it's the like sound effect that they use for it hitting in the face, and Mabel's just reaction of just peeling off her face, being like, "This is a baby wipe." <laughs> just the also, way oh, so good. So good. If the time police and time force people have to like obey the giant baby, might be a reason why he has a baby oh, wipe in his pocket. Whoa. Oh no! You mean the time oh, paradox? 
Avoidance Enforcement Squadron. Yeah, those guys. Time Paradox Gosh. Avoidance Enforcement Squadron. So that actually is uh, one of my favorite jokes. So I actually liked the pizza guys, free pizza guys presence in this episode um, because we see him the first time disappointed that Dipper is lying wallowing on the skee-ball machine when he wants to play skee-ball. And so he just kind of walks mm. away. And then the <laughs> second time we see him is when... When when Dipper makes the perfect throw, it smacks the pizza mm-hmm. out of his hand as he's trying to eat mm-hmm. it. And you wouldn't really know that this is free pizza guy this episode unless you had noticed him before, which this is the first mm-hmm. time of me realizing, oh, hey, there's a free pizza guy <laughs> character in this universe. Yeah. So I like that. But I think my top goes to the names of the time enforcement pair, etc. unit. Their names are Lolf and Dundgren, yes. which is you just switch the first letters and it's Dolph Lundgren, the guy who played Drago in Rocky Four, the big what? like muscly Swiss guy who like plays Russian. Dolph Lundgren, who is like the same body type as the two that's, enforcement that's agents who show up. I didn't up. even notice that. That's amazing. <laughs> they're Lolf and Dundgren, but that's they're incredible. so it's like the haircut, the whole thing. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's wow. It's so good. Wow, oh man, it's so good. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the jokes are good in this one. I like them a lot. I like the quips. I like that we're seeing a lot more quips, a lot less cutaways, and a lot less stupid humor, besides, like, the handful of stupid humors in this one. Oh, you know what? That's true. Every scene that involves Mabel and Waddles is just adorable. Mm -hmm. So cute. So cute. So cute. I'm not going to give you a Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're good. I'm not going to give you what you want in that voice. Are you going to give me what I want? I'm going to give you what you want. I'm, I'm going to call okay. it. <laughs> nope, just kidding. Calling it an A+. Plus. Oh, yes! Okay. <laughs> if Joey yeah. loses, I win. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Okay. I, I still call it an A+, plus because really? I... So, okay, maybe it's because I'm less... I have standards. I mean... Okay, that's, that's a possibility, like, and I'm okay with that. You know what's so weird? It's almost like mm-hmm. Joey's your sibling, and he started using this really whiny voice to get what he wanted here. Oh, no! <laughs> it's become real. The time travel changed our universe. I couldn't roll any farther away from my desk because there's a table there, and I got stuck. <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, I maybe okay. I'm not as passionately um disappointedly hateful yeah, in the Mabel pleb. is a jerk paradox. I'm pretty much a pleb. Yeah, I'm a I'm a scrub lord normie. You're a gift um, <laughs> gift oh my god. See, a false plebeian. Oh wow. I would nice. feel the nah, same way good. Joey did if this was Futurama. Because I've finished that oh, series 13 oh. times and I love it mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, there are episodes fair. on people are like, yeah, it's a good episode. I'm like, hell no, it's not. You want to go lie? It's bad. And I would just like rip them a new one. That's <laughs> yeah. So. I'm oh, super boy. excited though, especially the um the the character development of Dipper in this episode. Trevor, I'm really excited to get to season two. Yeah. Um, Like, it's going to be a while, but about halfway through season two, I really hope we remember this conversation we had about Dipper's character development because we get to see it like more in more. a different way. Kind oh, of. oh, one last thing to interject. Another thing that you should remember about in the future is um, Mabel having Waddles say different things. First of all, when he sees her, mm. did you say Mabel or Doorbell? And Waddles just goes. <laughs> 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 yeah. And so Mabel it continues throughout. Of Mabel okay. trying to get Waddles to say things. So just, yeah. I don't know, bear that in mind. Dot, dot, dot. 
Hello, thank you. Now we're at the end of the episode. Oh my gosh! And and now you, you can go over to Tweeterverse and um and we have <laughs> Facebookers, Facebookers, Twatter, Tweeter, Twa. I'm a bird. Caca. Twine. Head over there to get some twine. Also to drop us a like and a follow, and you know, then you'll get updates on awesome stuff. You can also just in whatever podcast app you're listening to this to, um, subscribe. But almost more importantly, send us a message on like gmail it makes us super happy to get messages from you guys because it inspires us to move forward we get to see like the listener count on some application and it's incredibly like i'm so happy that people are actually listening to this like you right now and if you Whoa. want to be more happy just go to happyland gmail.com <laughs> and then make a gmail and then send it send us something at tadstrangepodcast at gmail.com you can find us at tadstrangepodcast at gmail.com also we're on twitter and facebook did i say that before yes you did um, i think that's the end of the episode we're gonna see you guys next week for episode 10 fight fighters where we punch some stuff and our hands light on fire but until then my name's joe i'm matt and that's oh okay oh i'm here too bye